a Lifetime original podcast. You start from the beginning, Megan. Let's do a whole new hour. Okay, great. I love a Lifetime movie. Shakespeare was getting high and messing around. That's a that's a new woke vampire that I have not experienced. It's like the opposite of a breadcrumb. They just drop a loaf that makes you feel like, okay, I need the whole sandwich. I gotta find a theater major because no one else will meet me in a cemetery. I said, Hedy, if you got a problem with the lesbian part, you are gonna hate the vampire part. <laughs> <laughs> I forbid you to see her again. Why? Because she's a woman? No, because she is dangerous. Are you serious? You don't even know her. And I don't think you know her either. I know her enough to know that I love her. Oh my God. Hello and welcome to episode six of I Love a Lifetime Movie. And boy, I do. I am Megan Gailey and I am joined by oh, the woman I couldn't do without. <laughs> Naomi Paragon, right? You met me? Or you meant, meant like you. the ghost of like Michelle Obama or something? No, I, I please don't let her be a ghost. <laughs> Just her spirit, I guess. Yeah, she's not her a spectre. Spirit, she's not a spectre. Spirit. She's here. She's very much real. No, I, I honestly, you are more important to me in my everyday life than Michelle Obama is right now. That makes me feel really good. That makes me feel really, really good. You, as always, are looking 100. You, I don't know, I don't think people use that word that way. I don't think people say you, you look 100, but you look 100. Uh, yeah, because isn't, uh, isn't 100 like if someone's energy is too much? <laughs> no, I thought it's like keep it 100, like, uh, like usually like honest, you know what I mean? Keep it real. I feel like nowadays it's 100. But then I just said okay. you look 100, which I think is 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's my birthday next week. So I am aging wow. in front of your eyes. That's gorgeous. That's gorgeous. <sighs> it's okay. We're all doing our best, honey. <laughs> I'm emotionally 67. <laughs> how are you? You asked how I am? Yeah, I did. Megan. I did. Megan. I know. I have once, I, I will tell you exactly how I am. This morning at 10.30 a.m., I made a tray of brownies. <gasps> Does that tell you everything? Was it box brownies? Yes, of course. Yes, box. Wow. Were they good? Ghirardelli. Came oh, with a separate chocolate pouch. Yes. Came with oh a separate gosh. chocolate pouch. Oh my gosh. There was a gear deli in Chicago and you could smell it like from oh, blocks yeah, yeah, yeah. away. And for some reason, I've only ever had gear deli before 11 a.m. Like I've never <laughs> had anything from gear. It's like, no, I must. Have, like I'm, I've had like a hot chocolate from there. Like yeah. I just, it, I do think it's a breakfast dessert place. <laughs> <laughs> I, d I really appreciate you coming down on my side. I mean, I just was like, I can't keep my eyes open. I don't want to do anything. But one thing I'm determined to do is create brownies in this house. Because you know I got vanilla ice cream and a whipped cream. So <gasps> you, you know what's going to happen. Sunday? Well, that's wow. going to happen in the evening. That's oh, okay. for that's evening, evening time. time. The, the, yeah, that layer is for evening time. Um, I am not having a drink of alcohol while we do this. Why? I forgot. <laughs> There's no grand reason. I got a bottle of rosé open. But, you know, I came in here with so many snacks. I was having you my did. ants on a log. I had goldfish. I mean, yeah. truly, did my mom pack the snacks exactly. and give them it was to like me? She did a very summer this, camp. This is what I made for myself. And I just forgot my, I forgot my rosé. It didn't pair well with my kindergarten snacks. <laughs> 
Well, maybe it's in our best interest to be sober for today's film because Oof. I definitely felt wasted while watching it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, we might need to keep our wits about us. Yeah, I, I texted you, this film I was fully sober when I was watching too. And I'm mm. glad I was because I think I would have thought maybe I was imagining things or right, right. hallucinating or making them crazier. But no, I, I could testify in court about this film, you know? <laughs> um, and that film is the 2016 version. Ugh, doesn't 2016 feel like a long time ago? Uh, a world away. The 2016 version of Mother May I Sleep With Danger. It's about mm. a college girl who introduces her mother to her new girlfriend who happens to be a vampire. Yep. You heard it right, y'all. If you're saying the fuck, right. that is because what you heard was accurate, okay? Yes. There is a, a forbidden vampire love mm -hmm, in this mm -hmm. motion picture. So it's a woman coming out of the closet and then at the same time saying, I am a lesbian and she is a vampire. Right. Um, which I would imagine is a lot for a parent to sink well, their teeth in? Is that, are we gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> use that pun the whole time. That's a lot for me wow. to sink my wow, teeth wow, in. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, to be fair, the mother in question is played by Tori Spelling. Yes. And we know she's been through a lot. So if there's any parent yeah. who should be able to handle it, it's her. But no, she, she, honey, she doesn't even get to the vampire part. She has a problem with just the another female part. She has I a problem know. with simply, I said, honey, if you got a problem with the lesbian part, you are going to hate the vampire part. You are not going to like this part. <laughs> um, Tori Spelling is in this film because she's an amazing actress and because she was in the original Mother May I yes. Sleep With Danger, which is about a girl and her boyfriend. Um, yes. And, so and there is, are no vampires or monsters of any kind. There aren't? No, Megan. They're the well, word. Then how is this a remake? Because it's not. Okay. And that's why I felt like, look, we are over here. We are two lifetime shills. Okay. We love them deeply. But lifetime, y'all use the word remake inappropriately. Okay. Because basically the original Mother May I Sleep With Danger, starring Tori Spelling as uh, Laurel Lewison. Don't get uh -huh. me started. Uh -huh. And Ivan Sergei as her boyfriend. It was kind of. He's, He's a hunk. He's in the new. He's in this new one too. He plays. Teacher. <laughs> Just teacher. But in the original, it was basically like Mother May I Sleep With Danger was basically like a fear. It was it's pretty much like, think, oh, remember that movie Fear? Okay. It's that, it was that vibe. It was abusive so, boyfriend who didn't know when to let it go. This is crazy. I have seen that film, but I thought I had it because I was like, I've never seen a vampire film vehicle with these two, but you're telling me there are, so I actually have seen that movie because when a teacher popped up on screen, I said, hello, hunk, I know you. <laughs> um, and it's not just from, I don't know, is he in like, he's in some sort of NCIS you, or something. Do you remember the opposite of sex? That movie with Christina Ritchie? Yeah. Like his heyday, that was like yeah, Sergey popping off. He was a real late nineties bay. And he's not the only him and Tori are not the only star-studded parts of this film. It was written by James Franco and Amber Vieira, who also star in the film. Wow. And I think I'm going to use the word star loosely in this yes. setting. James Franco is there. Now, look, there's a lot to unpack here. So we about to get into it, y'all. Brace yourselves. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay. Now, Megan. Yeah. Megan, Megan, <laughs> Megan. Now, knowing what you know, because I'll tell you this. Again, when I, I was like you, when I heard Reboot, Mm-hmm. remake mm-hmm. i was like okay where why why is it so goth it gave me a real buffy season six energy oh and i yeah. say that as someone who watched buffy okay so this yeah. is no shade well i loved buffy the film too and they oh, i mean yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about another thing that's not a reboot <laughs> it's different i mean i guess there's vampires and vampires but very different vehicles so we open this film on the, uh, on major craft vibes that's what i was getting oh, at nice. the beginning yes, yes, yes. we've got four like hotties i don't yeah. I, I, four hot gothic vampires yeah. pulling up in a vintage convertible where do these where do these kids get these cars that's well, I'm assuming they stole it from someone, but I said, is it a registered vehicle? Mm-hmm. Do you have insurance? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff vampires can't get. They can't go to an office during business hours. Also, if you're for hot vampires, maybe a less flashy car. You I know, know, like I know. There's a lot of like screaming to get caught in this film. <laughs> um, and they're not even sitting in it properly. You know, they're I know sitting- they're like hanging half out. They're hanging out like it's a parade, like it's a damn parade. And it's not, it's a dark street that no one else is on. So we see these four hotties pull up to a house. One blonde vampire gets out. And Naomi, when I tell you I searched for this woman's name, I searched for what her name was. I I kept going, like IMDB. I know the actress's name, but she is just known as vampire. So we will yep. be, will be referring to her as hottie vampire. And you're yep. not going to Blonde be vampire. Blonde that vampire. That is special. Yeah, the only blonde. <laughs> no, that, there's another one that's blonde. Oh, God. Maybe I thought it was the same girl. There's okay, an, continue. Okay. So there's two blondes. But w- this one will, is short-lived. Okay, so <laughs> she goes into this house. You're like, who lives there? What's going on? And then... Um, she's lighting candles. She's setting the scene. She's making it sexy. She answers the phone at one point and we hear her say, I got this, okay? I'm doing it tonight. I think she's here. I gotta go. Right. That's when I was like, okay, this is like a seance. Mm-hmm. This, mm-hmm. You know, something is about to rise from the dead. I thought, ooh, it's about to get real dangerous. That's what I assumed. That right then the doorbell rings. And that is when we see sweet, cheery, little, just young, cabbage patch, kid-faced Pearl. And Pearl and this hottie, blondie vampire, they they have a sexual relationship. They are a couple. They're a Mm -hmm. couple. Mm -hmm. Um, Hottie asks Pearl if she brought her camera because she wants to be her muse. And then she gives her a beautiful, I thought really, really nice Pearl ring. Right, Blondie gives Pearl a pearl ring, which yeah. I thought, see, you thought it was nice. I thought it was like cheesy and a well, hat. But I, I did not know her name was Pearl at that point. At that point, right. I thought the vampire's name was Pearl. I, I Like the first <laughs> 20 minutes, I was truly on a who's on first in my own <laughs> mind. It was a lot. So it is cheesy. Then once I realized this lady's name was Pearl, I go, 
oh, that's why she wore a pearl ring. And then I liked uh-huh. it less. You are correct. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but so they get in the house and initially the plan was like to go see a movie. And then it's like, no, no, let's have a sexy photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And this becomes what I might call a theme of the film, a motif, if you oh, will. Yeah. There are sexy photo shoots left and right. Yes. Basically, Pearl begins by taking pictures of vampire hottie, seductive poses. The lighting is low. I can't imagine they're getting good shots. But they're taking these photos. Mm-hmm. Then they make out. Then Blondie takes pictures of Pearl. Then they make out some more. It's all very, I mean, this is a real sapphic dream. I think if I was like a 13-year-old lesbian, this movie would actually do something for me. Oh, I think if you were a 13-year-old straight girl, straight boy, gay boy, gay, gay girl. You're, you, this is, it's a, it's a, it's a film after dark, you know? (laughs) It does have an after dark energy. At this point, we've seen all the sexy photos you think you're going to see for the film, but you're not going to. And that is when unnamed vampire blonde hottie lets Pearl know that she is a night walker. She is a vampire. She shows her her teeth. She goes, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and naturally Pearl's like what and like gets up and wants out immediately yeah I don't know what you're talking about I need to go no we chose you chose me for what Nightwalkers, we chose you please just let me go no no you are not gonna go absolutely Pearl we are all you get out of there mm-hmm. but then the blonde woman will not take no for an answer which no. I thought was like you knew what would happen? Did you really think Pearl was going to be like, I'm okay with that? But anyway, but uh, anyway. I also didn't know that vampires tell their victims before. I thought it was just like, we're making out, we're making out, gotcha. I did not know there was like a, <laughs> I haven't been fully honest about who I am. Like that. That's a, that's a new woke vampire that I have not experienced before. Well, but that's why this was the thing though. Because it wasn't because blonde vampire wanted to feed on Pearl. She was like, stay with me. I want to be with you. I love you. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that's like what made, and then of course, and this is where it's no longer woke. Because I'm like, Pearl said, no, thank you. Right. But blonde vampire would not take no for an answer. Fully yes. feeds on Pearl. Pearl is trying to escape. Hottie is holding her back. They yeah. break the front door. But unfortunately, Hottie is able to bite into Pearl's neck before mm-hmm. Pearl is able to stick a glass shard through Hottie's heart. Yes. She's yes. been struck, but she does kill the Hottie. We see Pearl run into the woods and have a very painful and violent transformation. And then that is when the three vampires that we saw earlier in the convertible show up with a dead man. (laughs) They just bring her a man. His legs are wrapped. His wrists are tied, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're like, here you go. You're probably hungry. Yeah. And they're like Postmates. You know, they just drop. They drop a man at your door, contactless delivery, and and then Pearl starts feeding on the unconscious man. And honey, that's how it starts. Because the next scene, we cut to five years later. Yes, Woo! I said it. We have jumped five whole years. And then we are in a we're on a college campus. And yes. then we're in a lecture hall. Yes. Where my beautiful baby, Ivan Sergei, mm. is giving a lecture on vampires and sexuality. Vampires and sexuality. Now, some argue that the insatiable thirst for blood, that makes vampires metaphorically sexual creatures. Now, (laughs) this is what I want to know. 
what is this class? What is, is this class? This an English class. What is this college? Is it accredited? You know, I was an English major. We mm-hmm. did read stuff, but not everything is worth dissecting. I'm going to tell you that right now. And mm-hmm. this is a class where they talk about Van Helsing, Dracula, Twilight. Yes. And I think it's inappropriate. Yeah. So uh, my guess is it's some sort of vampire literature class, which you hear and you go, <laughs> I'm not going to take that class. That's weird. But then you see Ivan Sergei and you go, oh, OK, maybe I'll take that class because the <laughs> class is full for, you yeah. know. Vampire yeah. literature. And it's yeah. full of like pretty girls. I actually like there was like an extra that I think I've seen before, like at an mm-hmm. audition, you know. Um that's, wait, Megan, have you taken any crazy like any crazy college classes? Like I took any, bowling. Like, I took bowling <laughs> as a class. Um, as a class. And wow. I was so bad. I was the worst one, like by far. There were times when my bowling teacher, who I do think had a crush on me, he would come over and just be like, just stop bowling. And he, <laughs> you, 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 it's like dancing. You, It's like a dance movement. And then he would dance with me. Um, oh, and, and then... So then there was like a tournament. And so since I was the worst one, I got paired with the best guy. You know, we were a team. And then we won the tournament and I got a 99% in the class. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. That is beautiful. But okay, okay, okay. So we are in this very sexual class focused on Twilight (laughs) when we meet our main character, our girl who wants to sleep with danger. And her name is Leah. And listen to our introduction (laughs) to who Leah is. First Twilight book was good because it made teen sex dangerous again. Edward has to distance himself from Bella because of her blood. And later he won't have sex with her because he's afraid he'll get too excited and kill her. Interesting. Okay. Okay. It's like it was like literally philosophical yes. Twilight rant. Yes, it's it was so... like okay. Oh my god! Wait, did I tell you that I met Robert Pattinson once at Largo? What? What? Why is this always happening to you at Largo? Backstage. Backstage. I met Demi Moore after a show. That's and, amazing. And she was like so willing to like gab with us yeah. you know because mm-hmm. i had just been on stage gabbing and right, so right. she's wants to gab and i'm like okay like you can <laughs> she was like saying things that i think she was like why did i just say like she told us <laughs> she told us like kind of a crazy secret um and oh then God. you could tell it was like oh she only did that because like she thinks i'm a slut and she's like i'll tell you something and i'm like what? <laughs> Oh, oh my God. Speaking of sluts, you know what? <laughs> we then meet Bob who really wishes Leah was a slut. Yeah. That's how I got there. That's yeah. my that's my uh, transition. Because basically when class is over, Leah is walking through campus and Bob, her guy friend, friend. Yeah. He, but also like friend who is into her, right? You can tell immediately mm-hmm. he's thirsty. He has a backwards hat on. So he's friend he, that is into her. That is the costume. <laughs> Okay, he has sharp cheekbones, long brown hair, and a backwards cap. Here we are. Yeah, we don't. Oh, hey, Bob. The fact is, Bob is the worst, but he does come over and he's like, Leah, are you ready for the Macbeth auditions? I'm a little nervous. You're going to get Lady Macbeth, and you're amazing. Thanks. And Leah's like, thanks. Okay, bye. Let me hike up my pants. 
Oh, the, the lowest, the lowest rise jeans. I was so worried. And I also kept being like, 2016, we were in high rise zone then. I know. I was thinking the same thing. Like even Bob's look, it felt very Veronica Mars 2004 to me. Yeah. The vampires stepped out of a hot topic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I guess Fully. there are people that still do that. <laughs> I know. People, ste- people step in and they step out <laughs> all the time when it comes to hot topic. Oh, boy. How did you feel when you knew there was going to be? Well, we'll just there's let's well, because no matter a, what I thought it was going to be, it was not that. Yeah. OK, so <laughs> um, I was a theater major and I'm sure you had to be around theater. So I when did a lot of theater. Yeah. When you're in a college theater audition. Ooh, wow. I did not know we were going to be going back there. And um, so that was just sort of like a personal PTSD for me. But we see Bob doing his Macbeth audition in his backwards hat. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out! Out, brief candle! I I thought pretty, pretty good acting by him. This is when we see director James Franco and woman who has no name or lines. Great, Bob. Good job. I can tell you were working on that. No name or lines. She's there to sit next to Franco and nod. Also, I don't think Franco has a name. He's just no, director. He's just director. So he's there. And he wrote the film. You know, he could have given himself a yeah. name, but he, he said He could have no. given himself a name. He said, I nah. He's like, I don't, he's like, I don't need a journey. I don't need a name. Let me just watch. So that's when director Franco is like, that was great. Anyone else to audition for Macbeth? And Leah raises her hand. Leah. For, for Macbeth? Leah, our philosophical twilight girl, is, is like, I would like to audition for Macbeth. Mm-hmm. And the room goes silent. Wow. Everyone can't, no one can believe it. And then she stands and does her monologue while a woman with red pigtails, yep. who I do believe is one of the vampires. See, no, she just looked gothy like the vampires. <sighs> Okay, so she's just another goth woman. Um, Starts rubbing Leah's body in a sexual nature. Now, lights are up. House lights are up. Stage lights are up. I was livid. Oh, I said, this is not appropriate. Because, and granted, the character of Leah doesn't say anything. But in an audition... The pigtail girl literally said, I'm about to, I'm gonna rub her body now. Yeah. Without mm-hmm. like, they're not scene partners. Mm-mm-mm. They nope. haven't made an agreement. They nope. haven't done any trust falls. They haven't had a, what do you call it? A massage circle. Naomi and I, we audition out here in Hollywood, and you are not allowed to bring someone in with you. That is a, unless <laughs> unless it's a baby and it's strapped to your back and you could not find childcare. Exactly. There uh, does Andy come with you? No. Does CJ come Absolutely with you? Absolutely not. No. Sometimes we you know film the auditions at home and CJ and I get in a fight, but that's the most relationship that's going into any of my scene work. Right. But I will tell you this though, I didn't find her acting to be good. Mm. I felt like the I felt like the the woman rubbing on her stole focus from the monologue. A hundred percent. And that she just like stared straight ahead and looked really serious. She wasn't giving me any like work. Now, Megan, do you have Shakespeare experience? My college, we did Romeo and Juliet. Classic. Beautiful. And it was very similar to what's happening with this Macbeth situation because when I did my audition, I then went to look for callbacks and I had been called back for Romeo. 
Wow. Okay. So you were like, I did not audition. I did not audition for Romeo. I auditioned for nurse or Juliet, (laughs) one of them. And then, and, but I was the only girl. There were four Romeo boy Romeo names and then my name. And because I guess at that point they wanted to do an all female Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Um, But then I did my Romeo audition and I did not do a good job because then I was, then it was not all female. They just made a (laughs) co-ed. So they went from wanting an all female Shakespeare play to seeing your work and then bringing in a man. So what is, what is, what is like a reverse trailblazer? I feel like you are a revert, like a door closer. I closed the glass ceiling. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. It was, it's one of those like convertibles and I put the top up. But I was cast as Juliet and um and my Romeo was um a black man and this was in Indiana, you know, so that wow. was exci- yeah. my brother, he goes, That's a new take on a star cross lovers. You know, it's it was <laughs> I actually ended up really screwing up the play because you know, she dies, you're supposed to be in this tomb. She like fake dies and then they put her in the tomb. I had never rehearsed in the tomb. Um and they were like, It'll it's it's not gonna be ready, but it'll be fine. It'll be ready by It'll be ready by opening night. And so they put me in the tomb and I forgot that I'm claustrophobic and I freaked out and I pushed the tomb over and I ran off stage. No. Yeah. Megan. I, it was, people were upset. (laughs) Wow. Honestly, there's so many parts of your life that overlap with Mother May Sleep with Danger. (laughs) So And it's like wild that we didn't know this going in. Now the movie does actually take on a different way because- you guys, after this stunning audition that Leah does, okay, Bob, first of all, during the audition, he looks livid. He yeah. is not having it. Yeah. And then she, and so then she, then Leah goes home and she is where she lives with her mom, Tori Spelling. Woo. Yes, honey. AKA Julie. Mm-hmm. And Julie loves having her daughter home, likes, you know, they're very close. Mom is very excited about an upcoming Halloween party. And they, like, debrief about the audition. Listen to this mother-daughter moment. Isn't Macbeth, like, one of the bloodiest plays? So what? So, I don't know. Make sure you want to be around all of that? (gasps) Mom, it's a play. William Shakespeare, they do it in elementary school. I know that. But not everyone has been through what you've been through. What has Leah been through? I know! I was like, this is... They... It's like the opposite of a breadcrumb. They just drop a loaf that makes you feel like, okay, I need the whole sandwich. She's been through something so bloody that she can't be in Macbeth. Like, that's (laughs) crazy. We need a prequel. We do not need a reboot. We need a prequel. Right. We do not know what Leah has been through that makes it so that she should not do Macbeth. (laughs) Macbeth might trigger her. That is a really good question. But then we don't really stay on it. Leah's like, I can handle it. And then she's like, can I bring over a special friend for dinner? Mm, Mom is excited. Mom is excited. She loves it. She loves it. And then later, probably that night, I don't know, Leah is doing a sexy photo shoot. Uh Okay? This is the set. We're seeing those camera flashes. We're seeing a white woman in repose. We're seeing angles and hips. Who's taking these photos, you ask? It is impossible for you to look bad. Pearl's back. Pearl's back. Oh, boy. Doing what she does best, taking sexy photos. 
And so it's clear based on these photos and also what we know of Pearl from the beginning, because taking photos is how she expresses her love. Mm -hmm. It's clear that Leah and Pearl are romantical. Yes. There is a connection here. And Leah asks Pearl to come to her mom's house for dinner. And Pearl is like, "Mm, I don't know about that. Also, here's the thing about Pearl, and this is like where I really see it, right? Because we have like the lighting of the studio. Mm-hmm. Pearl is just a wet blanket, sad sack, the dullest dishwater I ever done see. She also looks ill. Like, you know, the vampires, <laughs> they all, like, they're no. all beautiful women, but they, and, and I knew they did this on purpose. You know, they gave them like dark circles under their eyes. Right, they're very, right, the right. cheekbones are very pronounced or like, they're very pale and gaunt and it's like you look at Pearl and you're like that bitch is a vampire you know like you're not pulling one over on anybody and so I think that's why Pearl is hesitant she's like I don't want to go meet your mom I look like a full-blown damn vampire and Leah's like I don't want to hide anymore now it is important to note Leah does not know that Pearl is a vampire at this point, but we see Pearl give Leah the Pearl ring that Pearl was given by Hottie Vampire on the night she made her a vampire. Yep. And so when I saw that ring, I was like, uh oh, even though I think I it's know. pretty. Even though I think <laughs> it's pretty, I said, uh oh. Also, you should not give a gift your ex gave you to a new lover. Thank you. Thank you. Especially when that gift is associated with one of the worst nights of your life. <laughs> Do you yes. know what I mean? Like it Especially was Especially not- when you killed that ex and they turned you into a night walker. <laughs> you know, maybe like- the ring is, maybe you pawn it. I was going to say pawn it, honey. Option. Honey, let go and let God with that ring. Oh, because boy. that is terrifying. <laughs> Not the end of the sexy photos. Still more sexy photos. Leah gets a text that she got the part of Macbeth. (gasps) Love it. Well, 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 Megan. Well, well, well. She knows Bob is going to be mad. And ironically, Bob got the part of Macduff, who Mm -hmm. actually ends up killing Macbeth. Spoiler alert. Yes, yes, yes. I thought Macduff was like a a Disney character. (laughs) Is that McDuck, Mayor McDuck? Who is McDuck? McDuck. I think you're thinking of like McDuck. I think you're really thinking of um, McDuck is too silly. Shakespeare. It feels like he was messing with us when he wrote McDuff. Honey, he was messing with us the whole time. That's Do you remember true. Midsummer Night's Dream? I love it. Shakespeare was getting high and yeah. messing around. Okay, yeah, he was messing right. around with his parchment. He was like, I don't know. What about Oberon? I don't know. What about Puck? You're He's right. like, let's have fairies change everyone's lives. It's like, Shakespeare, honey, sometimes you don't need to write it down. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like some of it is not to be published. That's for your dream journal. You're right. You're right. Then we see Bob. He's with his crew, his boys. And that is when they spy Leah and Pearl making out. Oh, holy shit. It looks like you've been barking up the wrong tree, buddy. Just shut the hell up. Now, Bob was not aware that Leah was not into men and seems upset. Leah goes into... What I think is her dorm, but I'm it's her dorm, but she lives at home. I don't know. It's, I don't. Yeah, I don't think she's. Well, oh right, because she's like I guess comes home to do laundry. Maybe I'm confused. That's like what mom says situation. earlier. But then they kind of they separate, and this is like the thing. It's like Bob, there's your answer. You see her kissing a another person. She's, she's just not that not into, into you. you. It's done. It's done. That's that. That's actually like a relief. Then you're like, oh, it's not me. <laughs> 
Exactly. It's not exactly. my personality. She likes women. Okay, great. It's go like, oh go harass God. someone else in low-rise Thank you. Teens. I was like, it's college. There are other girls to have crushes on. Literally but every turn. But then we get this really wild slow-mo shot of Bob and Pearl, like, making eye contact, crossing paths, and you yep. know this is not the last that these two are going to see each other. 
See, you think she didn't get it. I think she got it and was like being, she was a racist. Like she was denying uh, it. Because they were holding okay. hands. Yeah. So I also thought she got it. But then there's stuff she says later that me, but you're right. You're right. She's playing dumb because um, she really wants Leah to have to like spell it out. She's not going right. to just like give her the benefit of like, oh, I see what's going on and I'm cool with it. You know, to be honest, I am. Uh, kind of thought Leah was bringing a boyfriend over tonight. It's like, right. no, you're going to have to tell me and then I'm going to be angry. Um, Julie is being very cold. Um, they're having dinner. They're all trying to make small talk. It's very uncomfortable. Pearl reveals she's a photographer, which is not what a parent wants to hear. Right. And then Pearl <laughs> says her parents were also photographers, but they are dun, 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 dead. Dead. And that's when Julie drops... This very sad bomb. Well, I'm sure Leah's told you about her dad. No, she didn't. He was murdered six years ago. This psycho was on the loose with a gun, and it was Thanksgiving, and he went to the grocery store to get some last-minute things. And the guy came in and started shooting. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what that reminds me of? Have you ever seen the movie Gremlins? Yes, I love Gremlins. Do you remember in the first Gremlins, Phoebe Cates is literally like, like in the middle of like these creatures wreaking havoc, she just stops in the snow to have a dramatic monologue about how her dad died yeah, in uh -huh. the chimney playing Santa Claus. Yes, I do. That is what this. this felt like to me. Just like the most detailed, insane series of events yeah. that would lead to someone's death and bringing it up in the middle of what is already the most awkward dinner of all time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, the, the way he died was also like too real. Like exactly. it's like, oh, that, that, that happened at a Trader Joe's. Um, you know, like that's like, that's ripped from the headlines and not in a, not in a good not way. Not in a good way. Yeah. So, oh boy. That's when she goes to get the pie. Um, Julie doesn't totally get that Pearl and Leah are romantic partners, or at least that's what she's pretending. And then that's when Leah fully comes clean and says that Pearl is her girlfriend. The reason I told you someone special was coming over is because Pearl is special to me. Pearl is my girlfriend. Now, Julie is pissed and confused, even though there's nothing to be confused about, and then just goes up to bed. Just leaves, goes to bed. I'm done. I'm done here. It was, like, really, really rude and, like, in a way that I was very just, like, Almost too direct. I didn't expect Julie to be that direct because she's yeah. already kind of like, you know, giving you that uptight, can't wait for Leah to have a boyfriend. And it's like, as she holds hands and kisses her lover. All right, mom. Yeah. So that was the thing. So it was like very direct, very awkward. That is how that dinner ends. And now I'm on Pearl's side because Pearl was legit like, I didn't want to go. go. Right? Like Pearl in the beginning was like, your mom is conservative. <laughs> like, and it's like, literally, this is why Pearl said, I don't need to come over. And Pearl was correct about one thing. I know it is wild to feel this way and move to California, though. Julie, I feel like you picked the wrong warm state, if you know what I mean. <laughs> All right. So now we are back at Macbeth rehearsal. Oh, boy. The flashbacks Jesus. keep coming for me. We see a very sexual dance. <laughs> and the Macbeth witches are also some of the vampires, though. I do have oh, that correct. Oh, okay. Yes, so they, they are. are the vampires. And they yeah. are. It's a very... um sensual, I'm not that innocent choreography for mm -hmm. the bubble, bubble, toil and trouble 
yeah. um, scene, yeah. the witch's cauldron scene. And it's just like, and James Franco's watching and he's like very into it. And I oh, feel he like loves this, it. He loves this must it. be what his actual acting classes are like. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like he was yeah. like, this is what happens at the Franco Institute or whatever that thing is called. I did not direct that. Bob hates it, of course. Bob is livid. I haven't seen Macbeth or read it. Is it horny? No, it is not. Okay, because this is horny. Horny. I know. I know. It's a very very sexual. We have to just talk about Leah's curriculum, okay? Because during the day, she is studying vampires and sexuality. (laughs) And then in her off time, women are gyrating on her, who she does not know. In the name of Shakespeare. In the name of Shakespeare. And it just is like, you know what? I think I'm going to need you to transfer to a state school. Because mm. you aren't making the right choices with mm-hmm. your curriculum, Leah. Mm-hmm. It's far mm-hmm. too sensual. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God. Oh, and then in her off time, she's having seductive photo shoots. <laughs> it's like all all sex all the time. And after rehearsal, Bob is like waiting for Leah and confronts her. Do you like women? Have you been following me? No, I'm not following oh, you. You're I... a creep. Hey, Leah, get off. I didn't know you liked women. Well, I exactly. don't need to tell you that, Bob. He it, it, he gets really heated. He even ends up grabbing her. And that's when Leah's like, you need to get off me. You're a creep. And she leaves. Exactly. Thank you, Leah. It was wonderful. But then that same night, you know, Bob's feeling all hurt. And he's like walking in an alleyway. And he spies like the vampires with Pearl. We're going hunting tomorrow. Be ready. And then one of them kisses Pearl on the lips. And then Bob is like, what? what? I thought he was kissing. I thought she was kissing Leah. Are they lesbians? Are they open? I'm confused. Right. And then that is when Bob makes this phone call. One of the most chaotic calls that has to be in Lifetime history. Hello? Uh, hi, Miss Lewison? Yes? Hi, this is uh, Bob Siegel. Oh, Bob. Hi. What can I do for you? Um, well, this is hard to say. It's about Leah. Oh, no. Is this about that girl? Oh, you know? What, that Leah has a girlfriend? Yeah, I do, but is... What is it? Is something wrong with her? Well, she's bad news, Miss Lewison. Part of a bad crowd. Like what? Bob, is my daughter in danger? Yeah. I'm in the play with a few of her friends. They seem like they're in some really sketchy stuff. Sketchy? Like what? I mean, they must be into drugs or something. She's really scaring me. My God. What? Bob? What? Okay, 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 okay. What's going on with Bob and Julie? Why on earth? Why on earth? Y'all are grown. Y'all are of voting age. You do not call someone's parent on them. I know. And then she doesn't even say, he's like, I think Pearl is into sketchy stuff. You know what? This takes place in Orange County. That's what I decided. This whole thing okay, is very yeah, Orange yeah, County. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he alludes mm-hmm. to drugs. Julie is very, very upset. Julie is pissed. When Leah gets home, she tells her, you have to stop seeing Pearl because she's into bad stuff. Leah tells her mom to go screw herself and then slams the door. So I guess she does live there. I don't, but sometimes you yeah, just want she, a door to slam, you know? So you're like, I don't live here, <laughs> but I'll slam what used to be my door. I guess. But as all this like family drama is happening, the vampire gals are going hunting, which means going to a college party, finding the worst boy in the room, and 
drinking his blood. And quite honestly, I'm not mad at it. Okay. I'm not mad at it. This was crazy. They basically see a girl, not crazy. I, this is this is good. This makes you be on the vampire side. Right. They see a girl who's so drunk she's about to be assaulted because a guy takes the drunk girl into her into his room and then is like forcing himself on her. And then that's when the vampires come in. They cut the guy's wrist and then suck his blood. In the meantime, when all this is happening, Julie calls Pearl's photography teacher to pretend she wants to buy some of her photographs. If this isn't helicopter parenting, I I mean, this is too much. It's like, Julie, suddenly you are a detective. I don't have any student by that name. Could she be listed under a different name? Um, no, I'm, I'm sure she's a student there. She practically lives in the lab. How did you locate? I'm sure there are multiple photography teachers. And then you're calling the teacher because you want to buy a student's work. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's how that works when email exists. So the teacher is like, I don't have anyone by that name. Pearl is not a student at the school. Whether Leah knows this or not is unclear, but this definitely makes Julie's like mom spidey senses go up. She's livid. So now Julie is on campus at night. Um, (laughs) She breaks into what is Pearl's actual photography studio and finds a bunch of sexy photos of Leah. All the sexy photos that we've been seeing taken. She finds them and then she finds some very weird photos of Pearl with blood on her mouth. Weird to Julie. What kind of selfie is she taking? What photo is Pearl taking of herself? Because it's not like... Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Who did take these photos? Right. (laughs) Who took the pictures of Pearl? She put the timer on the camera and said, I just want to capture this. It don't make no sense. Okay, so now Julie's like, what the? She confronts Leah and says she has to stop seeing Pearl. And if she doesn't, she's going to stop paying for her school. You know what? You're just sad. Bitch. Leah is not playing. And this is one of those moments where I was like, honey, if you had a black mama, your butt would be whooped by now. (laughs) You called your mama a bitch and you living in her house? Oh, no, 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 Leah. You better be lucky. You can still walk. (laughs) And you got the room. Because then she like sneaks out and meets Uh up with Pearl that night. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and then they're like, again, another sexy photo shoot. It's like all Pearl can do. I'm like, I was like, what's going to happen in this scene? And it was just making out in sexy photos. And it's like, Pearl's got one trick. She's got one trick. And I don't know how it's winning over women time and time again. But then, of course, it's like a wonderful night for Leah. And then back on campus, she's all like, I'm lovey. And then later, the three vampires, a.k.a. the three witches, confront Pearl again. You're not actually falling in love, are you? No. Then what's taking so long? She's waiting to turn her one true love. Is that what you're planning? No, it is not my plan. I'm going to do it tonight. Okay? Is Pearl our real life Macbeth? You, Because you know Fra- Franco mm. co-wrote this and you know he wanted a Shakespeare allegory, okay. analogy. He was very like, I want I want to like whisper in Pearl's ear mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he wanted to do. I don't know. Well, no, I, I, I didn't, I didn't see that. He didn't make it obvious. You definitely had to drag it out, but you yep. did a good job doing that. Pearl promises that she will turn Leah tonight. She's going to turn her into a vampire tonight. Okay, so then they meet up to take more photos. <laughs> I don't know how many damn photos you need. I yeah, mean, my like, God. If someone wanted to take this many photos of me, I'd be like, this is a red flag. I think you're a vampire. <laughs> 
okay? Something is up. But when they meet up, who is there? Julie, mom, is spying from the bushes. If my she- mom, oh boy, if my mom showed up on my college campus, it would it is be- wild because I was like, she was. They were deep in the woods. How did Julie find them deep in the woods? It's not like they like went off of a path. Julie is legit, just like in a chunky heel. Just walking over twigs, hiding behind leaves so she can watch her daughter. Yeah. And that is nuts. Oh, okay. So for the turning her into a vampire, Pearl has a picnic set up. That's nice. I think I think if you're going to make someone into a night walker, you should provide a meal. Um <laughs> So she has it set up. Leah and Pearl start making out. What a surprise. And Pearl pulls away and confesses this. Tell me, I'm a night walker. What does that mean? I live off of blood. I kill people for that blood. I don't really understand. I am a vampire, like in the movies. Well, 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 the tables have turned. Yes, truly. (laughs) Pearl is now the one. Truly they have. And, of course, Leah runs away. Mm -hmm. And Julie's still watching all of this. Just stays, just stays. Stays there. I was like, like, did she see her fangs? Probably not. I would assume so. But it's like, I don't know how Julie gets away with watching all of this without getting caught. Because also, as she's watching, the three vampires are in the woods. And they're pissed. Of course. And they're like, like, Pearl, if you don't turn her... We will. Yes. And And Julie's clock this. Yes. But then, for some reason, that's not... The next scene isn't Julie then telling Leah this. The next scene, we're back in vampire literature, and today's topic is goblin market, virginity, and sisterhood. What do those words mean together? She cried, Laura, up in the garden, did you miss me? Come and kiss me. Never mind my bruises. Hug me. Kiss me. Suck my juices. What is this class? <laughs> is it accredited? That's what I need to know. I don't think so. And it's like, and as hot Ivan Sergei is reading a poem, Leah's having flashbacks of her and Pearl's sexy time. And, you know, as so often happens, because Leah's the one zoning out, the teacher calls on her. Yes. And is like, would you like to explain what I just read? And she's but like, she does it. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's always got vampire and virginity and sisterhood and goblin markets on the mind, you know, so she's ready to go. Okay. After class, Leah calls Pearl and they schedule a meetup for later that night. I mean, this is, it's like, it's stopping and starting and stopping and starting. Leah has rehearsal. We're back at rehearsal. Um, Now we're doing sort of like a tech dress because. I wondered. Because the vampires who are playing the witches throw blood on Leah as she stabs her co-star. James Franco is loving it. He claps and says, Uh, great. Okay. Good job. Now, wait, you guys, if you have not watched this yet, which I, you need to be watching, you know you can watch it on Lifetime Movie Club, because when Megan says, throw blood on her, we are talking multiple buckets. Yes. Giant farmer's buckets of yes. blood. Okay. And that's why I was like, honey, is this a dress? Because I've only seen one rehearsal before this. So I right. was like, I think it's a little too early to be bringing in giant vats of corn syrup. And oh. yet they did. Think Carrie times four. 
Yeah. Um, just yeah. lots and lots and lots and lots of, like The Shining, you know, when yeah. it's come that, that, that amount of blood. <laughs> the hallway, but, the hallway. But yeah, you're right. She's not in a costume. She's still in low rise jeans. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, y'all are wild. <sighs> and after that, what does Leah do? She meets Pearl in a cemetery. Of course. Well, well, well. You, she knows she's a vampire at this point. She knows. <laughs> Why are you meeting her at night? I don't, I truly. And at a cemetery, no less. I was like, okay, <sighs> Leah to me is like into drama. Yeah. Like Leah, or, and not just, dra- not drama and like necessarily messy, but like she likes the romance of it all. She likes the performance of it all. Like she's the girl philosophically tearing apart Twilight. Classic, you see what I'm saying? Classic theater girl. You know, theater girl. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's why Pearl picked her. She was like, I gotta find a theater major because no one else will meet me in a cemetery. Exactly. And then of course Pearl's like, I'm really sorry. Like you know, she realized like, yeah, what I did was cray. I am a vampire, and that is not something people should just accept. And then Leah literally says, "You don't have to apologize. You can't help who you are, right?" You don't have to apologize. That's the least Pearl can do. Yes. Pearl. She does have to apologize. And she also has to never be around you ever again. Not yes. a restraining order. Just like you are banished. Here right. is a ring of salt around me. Goodbye. Right. Exactly. Like I'll be in daylight. You can have night. And we'll just pretend this never happened. But Make that sense. is not what happens. They start no. making out. Then they have sex. Pretty graphic sex in the cemetery. Um, And Leah asks Pearl what it's like to be a vampire, and Pearl says this. Most of the time it's torture. Why? I always thirst, and um, I try to resist it, but most of the time I give in. Well, well, well. (sighs) First of all, do you remember, I I thought it was very interesting when Pearl says she's only killed eight people in five years. And I was like, is that vampire keto? That's not a lot to get you yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. It's been five years. You only ate eight people? Well, okay. maybe, maybe she's going to like her local butcher and, you know, sucking on raw slabs <laughs> of meat. <laughs> I don't know if you can just suck <laughs> I think raw you can. slabs. I swear in a vampire movie before, someone has like gone to the butcher shop a lot. Well, but. they could like block... I've I've seen the movies where like they buy blood from the butcher, maybe. Oh, okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't think they were just in the meat locker, gnawing, gnawing on a tenderloin. All right. Okay. <laughs> Leah is interested if there's others. Uh yeah, they're walking in the cemetery at you, you dumbass. So that's when Pearl is like, Leah, you gotta get out of here. Right. But before that, remember, she does say Pearl's like, well, we can be free. I can be free if I turn my one true love into a vampire. Yeah. Yeah. And then we feed off of each other? And Leah wants that. She says, yes, sign me up. Which is insane. But then. That's crazy. Leah, look, you you've been through a, a lot. Day. You take a day. <laughs> you sleep You sleep on that. You definitely sleep on that. But you know what? Leah is busy, honey. She has to go home and get ready for her mom's costume party. Julie's been working on it. Like, literally, there's enough going on. She's giving us a kind of, Leah's doing like a 20s flapper look vibe. Yeah. And. They go to the party and Bob is there and you see Bob with like a, sh- a drink and he puts a pill in it mm-hmm. and then he hands that drink to Leah. Yeah. And Leah gulps it down. And oh my God, I, as though she has not had enough done to her mm-hmm. in this film. Mm-hmm. Bob's got to do this. He roofies it's her. insane. Yeah. It's Bob insane. roofies her while he's dressed as a vampire. Hey. You want a drink? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a great party, huh? 
Mom must be happy. And then he apologizes. Weird, weird move for a date rapist. No, I, I mean it, all right? <laughs> I've been an idiot, all right? It's like, get a clue, Bob, right? <laughs> but Leah is mostly dancing with Pearl, who's somehow invited to the party. Well, she just came in in a mask, right? Because no one knows who anyone is. Sure, okay. <laughs> You see what Leah has been slipped is starting to have an effect on her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's Blurred getting disoriented. Vision. She's getting very disoriented, dizzy. And then you see three masked figures, which we assume are the other vampires. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. that is when Leah faints and falls into who's waiting arms? Bab. Bob. Bob <laughs> takes Leah outside, lays her down on some grass, starts kissing her. Leah is like, what is happening? She Fit- cannot think straight. She cannot, she cannot fight back. It is horrible. And so this again is when our three lady vampires show up and they pull Bob off of her, mm-hmm. start drinking his blood. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. No, this is when I like them. Exactly. Like, that's what I'm doing. But then, of course, again, helicopter mom Julie is not far behind. No. Okay. Because she's goes, she's at the party, the party she planned, the party she loves. She Hostess. doesn't see her daughter for 30 seconds. And she's like, where is she? So she comes out and she yeah. sees that Leah is on the ground. Leah! Oh, my God! Help! Somebody help us! So the vampires have scampered off, but Bob is literally there gurgling, trying to catch a breath, and nobody cares. It's like Leah's been hurt. That's what I thought too. But then when Julie wakes up Leah the next morning, she says that Bob is missing. So I think, I thought also that Julie was ignoring Bob, but I think what happened is that the vampires see Julie come out and they snatch Bob's body and they run into the woods with him. Okay, so they grabbed him away because I was was dying. See, now it's less funny because I was cracking up. I was like, honey, yes, nobody care about Bob. No, I wrote (laughs) it down. I wrote it down. Bob is dying and Leah has not a scratch on her. Um, Exactly. But yeah, no, they stole him. Okay, so he's right, which is what you already said, right? So that next morning we find out Bob is missing. But and like Leah, I mean, she says, you know, she's like, I think Bob put something in my drink. You know, Mm -hmm. she's she's better, but she's, you know, still out of it. And then literally, she's like, Leah's like, oh, God, it's opening night of the play. But who cares? Let literally, the play cares? go. Isn't there an understudy? Thank you. There has to be an understudy. No one cares. Like, you were attacked. You have been yeah. through something. And this play is terrible. Also, you're, so- in love with a, you're in love with a vampire who you're trying to convince to make you into a vampire. Like, there's right. enough on your plate. How would you even remember your lines at this point? I know, I know. But the show must go on. So Leah is backstage. The three vampires come up. They say, have a good show. Which everyone knows is not what you say. Right, right. Like if you don't tell someone to break a leg, you're wishing death upon them, which I guess basically they are. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. that was like a maybe that was an Easter egg for theater kids. Well, I don't know because the real Easter egg or I don't know triggering moment for me was <laughs> oh. then we see a bunch of um, vocal warm ups oh. and pre show warm ups that was re- like oh. I literally was like this is too much. Yeah. What did you do to die today? A minute or two to two. A thing distinctly hard to say, but harder still to do. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. The lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. I know. Oh, it, my God. No, it and, was, and you're like in a it literally just gave me chills. And, and you're in your costume and... Blah. 
Oh my God, the one we used to always do. To sit in solemn silence on a dull, dark dock. And it's like so long. And I was like, oh, the warm ups, Megan. Well, if that's not scary enough, as James Franco director is giving his pep talk, who walks up but Vampire Bob? But don't worry, he's still got his hat backwards. <laughs> and he's ready for the show. <laughs> Bob, are you okay? Where were you? I'm here now. And he's just like staring at Leah. <laughs> he's staring her down. And you know what? He's going to perform. And then we watched a college production of Macbeth. Yep. <laughs> Leah is watching the play backstage. And Bob comes up behind her and says this. We have a big scene coming up. The one where I kill you. Uh, oh, way to play okay. it cool, Bob. <laughs> Bob, if you're about to do something crazy, could you not let you're, the person know? Yeah, you like, you're, she, like she's on alert now. You're just as bad. You know what? He learned from these other clunky damn vampires with their dark circles walking around. <laughs> okay, so we also then flash to Pearl running through an alley. We don't know why, but she is. Okay, so now we have reached the climax of the play. Leah and Bob are on stage. They're doing their Macbeth. I do think being a vampire has made Bob a better actor. Definitely, definitely. It's really intense. They're having a sword fight. Macbeth v. Macduff, and the stakes are high. Get back <laughs> my soul is too much charged with the blood of thine already I have no words my voice is in my sword Whew. but then Bob goes off book listen to this I always liked you Leah but you had to make things so difficult Bob what are you Okay, first of all, is the audience hearing it at all? Is he no longer projecting when he says that? I would literally be like, what is happening? Naturally, the next response is for Leah to run off stage and out of the theater. Okay, uh, that la Megan Gailey. That's why it made which me placed feel in better. a tomb. That's why it made me feel better because Bob went off book. I went off book. Leah runs away. It's like, listen, it's hard. It really is. You're in college. There's too much pressure on you. Right, right. But they literally run and then the vampires follow her. And then director James Franco in the audience, he goes, all right, that's the play, folks. And like tries to start an applause. And it was like, you know what? You were a never good director and you deserve this. You deserve this. You do. You do. You were too into the horniness and not enough into does Bob know his lines, vampire or not. (laughs) So Leah, of course, fleeing all of this runs to where? The cemetery. It's like, (sighs) is there a police station? Is there a campus cop? Is there something you can do instead of going to the cemetery where the vampires love to hang out? Yes. And the Bob and Bob and the vampires are already there waiting for her. Now, can I ask a question? Why are the vampires nice to Bob? Because they found him assaulting a woman and the other man that they found assaulting a woman, they killed. But now this is their friend? I know. I don't get how Bob is in the group, especially because to me, the whole movie is about, you know, female love relationship romance yeah and so i kind of felt like why does he get to hang out with the crew yeah and then of course as soon as these vampires close in pearl comes and she's about to fight them and then bob tackles her Mm -hmm. and then like 
Julie's there. <laughs> Remember, Julie's never far behind. Mom <laughs> is never far behind because she cannot let her girl go. And honestly, she's not wrong because her daughter is embroiled in vampire drama. <laughs> but Pearl starts like beating up her vampire, I guess, yeah. friends. Yeah. I don't know. But then Bob... Meanwhile, it's sucking Julie's blood. He's got her. He got mom. She is down. She is. She's down. uh, And that is when Leah picks up a gargoyle and bashes Bob's head in. At the same time, Pearl is gouging out her vampire friend's eyes. Well, Well. This gives them enough time to get away. But Leah does see that her mom was bitten by Bob. Yep. And she's like sobbing and Pearl and Pearl's like, it's okay. And it's like, no, it's not. Pearl. No, but it's Pearl not. is also mostly like, we've got to get out of here. I think yeah. that was the problem. Pearl was yeah. like, we have to go. So we can't really cry right now. So they just leave her mom's body there. Right. Um, and then once they're away from the others, Leah has a request. Listen to this. You have to do it. <laughs> Pearl, please. It's the only way. Yeah, I can still protect you and No. No, I want to be with you. Okay, look. <laughs> nope. Let me tell you. This is the thing. You know what they say, Megan? You do not make major changes after right. trauma. That's okay? Right. You have just lost your mother, attacked by your attacker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honey, this is not the time to be mm-hmm. deciding to be immortal. Sleep on it. She need to be sleeping on it tonight, okay? This is not the time to change your life. And of course, what is Pearl? Pearl's like, okay. Right. And then Pearl, it's like, it makes no kind of sense. This is not the time. And Pearl should know that. I know. And so we see Leah go through a painful change. (laughs) She's now a vampire. (laughs) That is the sound. That is it. Megan is prepared to play the role of Leah in the reboot of this reboot. Also, like, what are the rules? Because, like, Julie... They killed Julie? Why did I don't understand why Julie was killed and not just turned into a vampire. Right. Right. And we, I don't know. We think maybe the vampires are dead, but they're not because we cut to one year later. One year later. And, you know, and I'm thinking, OK, are we about to see Leah and Pearl you know, living on an island. Yeah. Are we going to see that they've opened up a bed and breakfast in Vermont? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. is Leah now a writer? Mm -hmm. You know, you think there'll be something tender. We're going to catch up with the lovebirds is what we were hoping. But But no. no. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) And what we see instead is the same vintage convertible from the opening. And it pulls up and it's Bob and the three vampire girls. And they're letting him drive. No, screw that. What? What? He needs to sit, bitch. <laughs> that's very true. Bob needs to sit, bitch. And that's just like a life motto that I want to keep. Yeah. Bob needs to sit, bitch, and just apply that to whatever Bob in your life. Okay? They're all dressed like skeletons, and they go into a college Halloween party, and they and they take off their masks, and you see that they're all scarred and messed up from when Pearl... And Leah beat them down a year ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one girl, you know, the one whose eyes got gouged out, she's got no eyes. Yeah. Another girl, she's got gashes across her face. Mm-hmm. I guess everyone in the party just thinks those are really good costumes and yes. they work with like industrial light <laughs> magic. I don't know. Uh, we see the four of them sort of narrow in on targets. Bob is dancing with a girl dressed as an angel. The other three vampires have theirs. And it's sexy and horny and all the things that this movie likes to do. And then we just fade to black. 
That's it. What? We don't know nothing about Leah. Where's we don't know nothing what? about Leah. Did Julie have a nice service? Like, I'm left with more questions. Yeah. More um, questions than, than answers. answers. Yeah. But I will say this is not a movie that I suggest needs a sequel. I don't need it, actually. Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather sit in the unknowing than go down the road with Leah again. Can you imagine being tied to your college sweetheart for eternity? Oh, absolutely I dated not. a guy whose nickname was Blackout Bob. <laughs> You know, I can't be with that guy for eternity. I had another boyfriend whose name was No Clue. I mean, not, I was not. Megan, where are you meeting these people? Are they in the mafia? What's with the nicknames? No, No Clue was on the football team and he was really hot. (laughs) Okay, well, I don't know Uh, about the name. Blackout Bob, I met at a fraternity. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds right. Actually, that sounds right. Um. This movie really made me feel nutso. It made me yeah. feel cray cray banane. And I just feel like whenever I feel like crazy and I, I want to make sure that it's not just me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I thought this movie might be the perfect time for our segment, Am I Crazy? <laughs> All right. Where we bring in a friend, we make them watch this movie, and they have got to tell me whether or not they think I'm crazy. Or if they think that yeah. there's maybe something magical I missed. And mm-hmm. I am so excited that we get to do that with Sam Pancake. Honey, we love Sam. Sam is an actor, comedian. He also hosts the podcast. Sam Pancake presents the Monday Afternoon Movie, all about TV movies from the 70s and 80s. So the man knows his camp, yeah. all right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait until we get into it. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Okay, y'all. This movie was cuckoo bananas, and I loved every second of it. But there is a lot to unpack, which is why we now bring you to the segment called Am I Crazy? Where Megan and I bring in a guest, someone we trust, someone we respect, Mm -hmm. to help us figure this out. And today we have the one, the only, the host of the Sam Pancake <laughs> Presents the Monday Afternoon Movie Podcast. Hello. Mr. Y'all Sam thank, Pancake. Thank you for having Welcome. me. Thank Welcome. you. This is the first time we've ever done this segment. So you are our inaugural temperature check in these times when temperature checks are so important. Indeed. Oh, my God. I'm proud and delighted to be. And, and, <laughs> and, and thank you so much. Yes. I'm here to take your temperature, ladies. Um, thank you. For the listeners at home that are hearing and not seeing, it is important to note that Sam looks fabulous and he is dressed as Bob from the film. He is in... Oh, unintentional. Yes. Yes. I feel... Oh, you're right. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. Yes, I am. Damn it. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I love it. Now, Sam, I want your initial impressions, okay? Because when I, when we said to you, can you please watch Mother May I Sleep With Danger? You know, you said yes. You said yes without a second thought. And I just want to know, at any point, were you upset with I this? was, I was, my mind, of course, having lived through the 90s, you know, it's very young, but still, yep. you know, cognizant of the world <laughs> and cognizant of the the opus that was the phenomenon that was like Mother May I Sleep with Danger starring Dame Tori Spelling and Lord er- Ivan mm-hmm. Sergei. That's yes. his name, right? Um, and Lisa's Baines' yes, mother. Yes. I don't remember seeing the whole thing then, but I went back this time and I reread the thing. So I was prepared for, and I saw that Tori and Ivan were in this one. I was not prepared to watch yes. teenage lesbian vampire photo shoot <laughs> montage, which is all with with unexpected huge scoops of the Scottish play. Macbeth. Yeah. And then Christina Rossetti, <laughs> and then Ding Dong, who's who's at the door. Uh, J- J- Sir James Franco is yeah. in this. Yeah, I was like, "What the, what the <laughs> is going on here?" Yeah, yeah, they really just come out the gate. It was uh-huh. a lot more literary than any of us expected. I think, right? Yes, right. I think so. I think that so. Class, uh, um, Naomi and I kept that that Sir Ivan is teaching. We kept wondering what is. This class. I just love that, like, it was this queer theory stuff because I was like, <laughs> James Franco is also one of those guys. He his, he suddenly was like, I'm really like the gayest guy alive who's not gay. And that's a little bit of like, well, then, you know, I don't know. I have a little bit of a problem with that. But I was glad that, like, they're talking about queer theory in this yeah. uh-huh. college class, which at first I, 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 I thought it was high school. It's college. <laughs> because they talked about Twilight and you were like, is this high school? They are talking about Twilight. Yes. Twilight. Yeah. Macbeth, queer theory, the, the mm-hmm. otherness of the vampire. I couldn't even, it was queer, but it wasn't clear. I won't say that much. <laughs> okay, okay, Unclear, queer, but not clear. clear. Honestly, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, were there any characters that you identified with? Were there any characters where you did feel like, okay, okay, this choice, I, I'm with this choice, I'm on board. I'm going to tell you something. I I thought that when Billy auditioned to play Macbeth, he was really good. And I I don't know if you know that ex- this actor saying where you say some, something like, oh, they're, a, you know, I like him fine, but I, you know, he's good at some things, but I, I wouldn't want to see his Hamlet. Well, with this girl, I'm thinking like, she's fine, but I wouldn't want to see her Macbeth. Oh, but I do get to see her Macbeth. Yes. <laughs> Literally, right, she's going right. to be playing Macbeth. And I was like, I would have, and this, and I'm not being yay, gay men boo women, because that's the, the last thing I am. Um, but it was... Um, I thought that he was, this, is that mean? I was like, I would have picked Billy. Billy was good and that girl, didn't. she just wasn't as good. I will say that the acting wasn't good enough for you to remember that his name was actually Bob. Okay. I thought, okay. <laughs> uh-huh, and that was, it was pointed out. Billy, Bob, out. Bob. But Bob and Billy are, he could actually, Billy suits him too, you know? I think he's right. more he of a Billy. Also, my thing was like, I, 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 back to the original question, which is difficult for me as Naomi knows, <laughs> I related a little bit to Bob, I guess, by auditioning for something and not getting it. How's that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. That's what we, felt relatable. Okay. Brought it back. Brought and, it back. And I identified a lot with the woman who sat next to James Franco. <laughs> you know, like- I listen, I'm gonna get jobs. Am I going to be allowed to talk? Probably not, but I'll be in the room. 
<laughs> Naomi, did you I did you identify with anyone? I mean, Pearl was sullen, depressed, <laughs> and didn't want to go to Tori Spelling's house for dinner. And I related to that. I really related to Pearl being like, your mom's conservative. Do we have to do this? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about a lot of Caucasian friends' parents. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your parents are conservative. Do we, I have to come over? You know the food ain't gonna have no salt. Wine at dinner. That I re- that's when I remember they were in college. Like I was like, yeah. the high school girls are drinking wine at dinner. <laughs> that, that's a fun. That's a fun character. That's like, listen, my teen can drink, but they can't date a woman. No. <laughs> That's your character, Megan. So, Sam, what you don't know, um, you know, one of our goals with this podcast, you know, Megan and I were really, you know, we're dissecting these films, but, you know, with the hope of one day being in a lifetime film of our own. Of course. So we're constantly trying to find the characters we relate to. What could we play? What could we make our own? And, you know, I really do see Megan as the mom who lets you drink wine with dinner. Oh, for sure. Oh, that, you know I've been to Italy, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You know I'm going to be that mom. Listen, we have to normalize it or else you'll become addicted. Exactly. (laughs) Better they do it in the house at the dinner table. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Than out by a broken, uh, like an old log in the woods like I did. Yes. (laughs) Um, Do you have any lifetime character goals, Sam? I mean, let's use this platform, you know? We are happy to put you in our lifetime motion pictures. You know? only have, I don't care what the plot is, but I do have a few things that I want to say on television that I have not been yet uh-huh. able to. Oh. And those are some uh-huh. of the stock lines that come up a lot in lots of episodic television, also in Lifetime movies, where I want to do something where I like am at a point in the movie where everything's going wrong and I'm down on my hands and knees crying about why I can't get things right and why is everything so messed up and it starts to rain and I look up and the camera's on a crane and it comes down on me like a shot and I go up to, is that all you got, God? Is that all you got? I also want someone to grasp me too firmly by the shoulder in a slightly tense argument that's taking a turn in the plot and go like, you're hurting me. Okay, those are good. Wow. We like to just close it out with some some lessons learned, some takeaways from the film, mm. because there is a lesson in every lifetime motion picture. And my the lesson I learned from this movie is never re-gift mm, wow. something from your ex-lover to your new lover. You know, Pearl was gave the ring to Leah that she got from Hot Blonde. You know nothing good is going to come from it. You got that ring, Pearl, the night you killed your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to give that to someone? Why would you want to give that to someone? So that's a lesson. No re-gifting, Okay. My God. Megan, did you have any takeaways? Any lessons? Yeah, you know, I I think we're all kind of tired of the Hollywood reboot and like we're bringing X back. We're bringing this back, especially as like creators. We're all thinking like, oh, that's weird. I sold a script to them and they didn't want to do that. Um, Something original? No, God forbid. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I, I think this is an opportunity for a fresh take, like just add vampires. Like, it, okay, mm-hmm. if we're going to do Family Matters, I'm that's, you know, maybe too stale. Add vampires to it. Uh-huh. If we're going to mm-hmm. remake the film Nine Months, I don't know, maybe. Add vampires. <laughs> so like With Julianne Moore and Hugh Grant? Yes, yes, sure. <laughs> maybe add a vampire. You know, like, do we, do we need to see that film again? No, but if there's a vampire who actually is who impregnated her, and then Hugh Grant wow. is trying to deal yes. with, does he want to yes. raise this vampire baby as his own and get rid of his, you know, pad? Maybe that is sort of a way to spice things up in this stale mm-hmm, Hollywood mm-hmm, rut mm-hmm. we're in. Yeah, that's true. 
I mean, so many, yeah, so many war movies that I get bored at. Like, well, Saving Private Private Ryan's a bad example because that's pretty good. But I think of all those war movies, I, like Band of Brothers, I don't care about. Hey, if a few of them turn into vampires and start fighting, yes. then you got my attention. Yeah. Yes. Right. Ooh. Exactly. 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 And we love vampires in period pieces. You know, like this is modern day, but like you throw a vampire into the 1700s. We don't know. We weren't there. Like that could be true. Exactly. That could be non-fiction. That could be accurate. Anne yes. Rice had it. Anne Rice territory. I'm all for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interview with a vampire. Do you want to know what my, li- my life lesson was or what I yeah. learned? Yeah. Yes, please. Keep a full hair and makeup and wardrobe team right off camera all the time and yes. look like Tori Ding Dang spelling as much as possible. <laughs> That's what I want. You are correct. Words to live by. Yes. Sam, thank you so much for joining us, for watching Mother May I Sleep with Danger. You are a true gift. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm a big fan. I was really excited to meet him. That was wonderful. You know, he really came at us with some queer theory. Yeah, we did need. A lot. We did need We that. needed it. I had no idea. Uh, but, and you know what? It's also nice to have your um, thoughts and feelings validated. <laughs> you know? It's, that's what <laughs> and, it's about, really. That's, that's what it's about. Really, I know as married women, that's what we always want. <laughs> Also exciting, next week we are covering another movie that has yet to even be released into the world, Lust. Lust. (laughs) Oh, I just love saying it. Lust, (laughs) a seven deadly sins story. It's the first of the Seven Deadly Sins book series, and this movie is centered around Tiffany Cooper, who is about to have the wedding of her dreams to her, what she thinks is her soulmate, when her future husband's best friend, Trey, arrives and really shakes up her world. Honey, it will be amazing. The log line alone, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. If you are in, you can watch it on Lifetime this weekend, Saturday, April 10th at 8 p.m. And if you don't have cable, which I understand, it will be available on places like iTunes and Amazon the next day. So no excuses, boo! If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, Tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder. With Chris Boniello as sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us. 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 I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host. Okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. 